What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the TT Podcast, episode number 15. Today, I am joined by Ace. Hello. And Prince. Hey there. Uh, unfortunately, Rhino is going to be joining us today, but uh, there were some technical issues. After I told you that we had them all sorted out, there are still technical issues. Uh, so Different he wasn't ones. able to join us today. Um, but hopefully he should be back next week to talk about VR since he's our VR guy. Um, for housekeeping, one thing, if you happen to want to participate in the community interview, uh, let me know. Um, my list of people is running a little bit short. so. If you want to volunteer, you should. We'll get you out there pretty fast. Um, but other than that, uh, what have you guys been up to? I was thinking, uh, should I talk about my game last? Sure. It's kind of well, it's kind of like a feature game, so that's why. Uh, okay. You're you're put on the spot, Ace. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, PlayStation wise, a uh, bit retro. I've been playing Max Payne Three multiplayer, trying to finish off um, trophies in that one. And then, of course, on Friday, ooh, uh, not PlayStation, <laughs> um, yeah. Gears of War, of course, dropped for the Ultimate Edition early purchases, mm. of which I was one, to admit. Um, got to sample all the bugs first. Yay. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Thank <laughs> for the privilege. Yeah, yes, I know, right? <laughs> it See, wasn't, I... wasn't too bad. Fortunately, I I'm... Personally. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a campaigner anyway, so yeah. issues with servers and and um, and uh, freebies and things. Fortunately, I I think I got all the pre-order skins. Um, mm. I think my gear packs didn't turn up straight away, but they turned up like the following day. Yeah. So that wasn't too bad. Those are the the kind of card system thing that they do, which. <sighs> Pros and cons on those, I think. It's nice in a way to give you something else for the progression and then bad yeah. in a way, in the way they actually implement that. And it's an awful high cost with mm -hmm. low credit. So it's, yeah. Does it feel like <laughs> it's pulling on your wallet? Yeah. I mean, you, you don't have to buy them. You can just play. But we're talking like 50 matches to get enough credits to then get one pack. Ouch. Which then has a random chance in it of what you get, and it builds on what they did in Halo and Halo Five. But yeah. in this one, you can actually get duplicates because you can scrap them and use them to make a good one. But you get like five or ten uh, mount for scrap, and yeah. to, and to craft some of the better ones, you need six hundred or two thousand four hundred to make wow. like a legendary card. So if there's a particular one you're really after, it, it's going to take you a while unless least, you unless you're doing it all the time in which yeah. case when you start getting to the end i'm sure you get that stuff much faster um but it is i think there was a patch today which if i, I mean i just kind of sir, saw it cursory because i was prepping for this um mm -hmm. that i guess was supposed to increase credit earns and decrease costs good um so it might be yeah. worth checking that out again yeah um, slightly I think is the feeling. It, it's the right move, but I, I, I think the feeling from the community is it was the bare, the bare footstep they could have moved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I guess it, there's a, there's a balancing act between trying to force that longevity in in a game and being able to give 
a constant reward flow to keep people enticed in the game. Now the the hardcore community guys, you know, they're fine. They're happy with spending six months or a year on a game. But the casual yeah. ones, if they're not getting constant rewards, then that's when they're gonna move off away on something else. And the whole idea around these new systems is for paying for the DLC. Yeah. So they can give away free DLC along with the season pass DLC as well. But uh, so, so what exactly? So I was thinking I saw the season pass. So are they just not going to have what's in the season pass if you can get other stuff for free? So the season pass um, grants you um, uh, access to the new maps and to a developer um, uh, playlist when it comes out. You get to sort of do all the maps and things first. Um, gotcha. Yeah, the free DLC might be like um, like uh, skins, I think. Um, yep. They, they said they're going to do two maps um, a month. So I'm not quite sure how they're going to... Maybe one's going to be free and one's going to be season pass, or mm-hmm. season pass gets access to both of them straight away, whereas maybe for free it's you get one of them like for one half of the month or something. I'm sure they've got something in mind for what they're going to do. Or it may be that the free maps are only going to be like um, once they've done a couple of them and it's been a couple of months, then maybe they might chuck one of the most popular maps out as as a free DLC one or something. Or rotate them or something. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I've I've been playing Gears 4 too. Um, And it's actually so far a lot of fun and good quality and way more story i think in years four so far and like the chapter and a half that i've played than any of the other games <laughs> yeah um, yeah just that first like even the prologue is pretty packed um, the prologue i think was really good they did a good job didn't they because it obviously been a while since since the gears and uh well they probably had to leave it a little while to yeah. let everyone kind of forget a little bit about judgment <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's funny actually. After you complete the prologue, there is actually an achievement that says "We're back," which I thought was kind of a funny meta tongue in cheek thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. That's good, but it's it's nice because you get you get to sample a bit of um, you know before E Day and during E Day, yeah. um, and it's it, I thought it was a it was a nice prologue. It sort of um, indeed it gave you um, a nice spread over the years and the history. So if you yeah. were new to Gears, then that's that's a good start. And then from that, you know, you obviously, if you pre-ordered, you got the four original games on backwards compatibility included as well. Yeah. You then you can then go back through those and, and get the fuller experience. Um, and maybe even the Ultimate Edition if you really want to go for it, if you hadn't. Yeah. So, yeah, um, they did a good job. I enjoyed the campaign. The story was good. They obviously had to hand over to a new generation, but at the same time wanted to show you know, respect to the original. And I think they did a, a fairly good job. I mean, it's never easy trying to move ahead while still trying to retain the good bits of the original. It's yeah. it's definitely a balancing act. If you go too far new and next generation and original, then you sort of get a lot of people unhappy about that, a lot of the old timers. Yeah. Likewise, if all you do is just rehash the old one again, you know that that's no good either. People yeah, I think you're a cash I think it's grab. Kind of, and and I I read this in a review too, but this just came. It's it is kind of what the Force Awakens did, and I kind of felt like 
you kind of have to stick a little bit more closely when you've had a little bit of a break and then come back, be like, we know what we're doing. So that way people trust you again later. Well, just uh, one thing to uh, mm-hmm. to say in passing on that. Yep. Perhaps a positive for PlayStation, if you will. Um, yeah. Although Microsoft is bundling the previous Gears of War games when you buy Gears of War 4 mm-hmm. um, within the launch period, um, all of them, including Judgment, have been on Games with Gold in the past. And uh, yeah. three of them were within uh, financial year 2016. So... Um, it's like you're not re- you're giving me something free, but you're not really. <laughs> yeah, I actually, as a side note, I I already had them all because what was it? I got some. Oh, I had the um anniversary collection or whatever the anniversary Gears of War whatever it was. Okay. Um, and you end up you as long as you play it within the first couple of weeks or something, oh, yeah. you get two, three, and judgment for free or some such. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty much the same boat for me. It's like I already have it, but and that thanks. Ultimate um, <laughs> edition. They gave you a digital for the first game, so they've just been yeah. giving them out repeatedly. And at this point, it's like great if you're new to the series, great you're getting them. But if mm-hmm. you're not, you're just getting a pretend token. Well, it's kind of like a, a sample. But then you, you know? could you could give it to a friend or to someone who hasn't experienced the series yet. Yeah, that one person yeah, who hasn't I, already got them all. <laughs> yeah, I, that PlayStation I know, fan. I, I think it, I think it's good in a way, but yeah, obviously, if you've already, you know, had had these before. I mean, I had the physical copies when it first came out, anyway. Yes. But it was nice to get the digital ones. So you you can play it. You can, you can get it on backwards compatibility. Yeah. I felt that way yeah, the first uh, time, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it. Coffee. Yeah, no, that's that's true. But I mean, you, you can you can pass it on to someone who perhaps hasn't had the joy of it yet on uh, on the series. But I mean, it, it's their along with Halo, it is their flagship series, isn't it? So yes, yeah. It, in a way, it's good that there's certainly plenty of codes for that to go around, and uh, there's a lot of good people in the community and on Twitter and things doing giveaways and mm-hmm. passing it around. So yeah. You know, it's all spreading the the gaming love, isn't it? Yeah. Which is quite nice. They're reinforcing I wish... their series. Yeah, I, w- I wish there was sometimes a bit more of that on the PlayStation side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've, so I've been playing Mafia 3, um, which so far is good. I've played hmm, probably about three or four hours so far. Um, and if you've heard any of the criticisms from the game so far, people have pretty much nailed it, I think. Um the story is pretty awesome so far. The city is interesting and the interactions are interesting. The uh, acting is pretty spot on across the board. Um, and then the gameplay is a little bit weird. Um, you can still do much of the stuff that you would expect. Um, obviously, the it's a little bit weird interacting with the world. Some of the buttons are not quite what you'd expect from an open world game in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um like for instance to get into a vehicle the button you use is the square button um whereas you know in almost every other game it's triangle but what um, else does the square button do uh it opens doors okay so that <laughs> then logically it it's can consistent right there yeah there is a consistency to it and and you know much like any game um i mean 
before the modern era when like call of duty standardized you know the control inputs or even halo standardized control inputs for a first person shooter Mm -hmm. you know the control scheme used to change with every game so it's just taking a little bit of effort to sort of unwork my brain from playing so many games using the same buttons that's true i would have the same problem with certain games you go up to a car like i think it was watch sucks you go up to a car and you try and open it and then you end up throwing like a grenade at it or something <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well, shoot start shooting some random civilian and you're like oh i just wanted to get in and it was yeah. your car you're not even stealing it you're just you end up killing a guy <laughs> yeah yeah um and it's so it is a little bit weird getting used to the buttons and whatever um and and as far as i can tell there's no particular reason that you have to put the buttons that way other than uh, i don't know maybe the earlier games had you know similar button prompts and i just don't remember that um but even then you know your control scheme should evolve a little bit over time um and i don't really see so far a reason for them moving things around um and there's just you know some i think it kind of has a few holdovers that it should have grown out of um for instance there's no fast travel which is like how do you not have fast travel the city is huge the like and and in Mafia 3, there are road rules. If a cop sees you like speeding up the street, driving on the wrong side of the road or like running red lights or whatever, they'll chase after you, you know? So you're encouraged to like, you know, do whatever when there's not cops around. But like most of the time I'm spending my time looking at the map because there's little icons for the cops. So I'm looking at the map in case there are cops nearby so that then I can slow down and follow the rules of the road and then spend, you know, like two minutes sitting at a red light. And it's like, you know, you don't have to give me fast travel to exactly my destination, but some kind of fast travel somewhere in the vicinity would have been good. You know, I understand the certain, you know, level of realism that they're going for, I guess, but it's a little much. So Um, is this square button like an action button? I guess. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've never I found anything consistency for that. It's either square or circle. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess it sort of is. Um, it's. I'm trying to remember what button picks up weapons. Um, the X button, from what I remember, doesn't really do a whole lot except for. Is it the jump button? <laughs> I can't even remember right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just the circle button is um, like your melee attack. Um, again, which is one of those things. It's like universally third-person action games. You, your square button is your melee attack. You know, um, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Yeah. But, well, last time it was, wasn't it? Square was your melee attack. Circle was your interact. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember specifically. Like I said, it's that's something that you can relearn and that's just that's not mm. really fully a knock against the the game because it's that's kind of not fair it's like as long as you can under eventually learn how to play the game you know it, it fighting your tendencies that you've developed by playing other games is not really a fair criticism of another game you know that's just not quite right because you know i'm no. i'm sure I'm sure before Halo came along, the first people to sit down and play Halo were like, why Why doesn't this play like Medal of Honor? You know? And yeah. we know that Halo changed how we play console shooters. So 
you know, obviously that kind of thing isn't necessarily a fair criticism, but it's just kind of a silly thing that kind of <laughs> bothers me a little bit. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, I think if you're up for, you know, the story and, and getting into that world, I think it's totally something worth playing. Um, but if you're just looking to run around and blow stuff up, there are better games for that. Who's your favorite? Um, I don't know what they call it in game. Who's your favorite mobster that works for you? Oh, in the game? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, in I have life in... as well. Um, <laughs> um, so my favorite mobster in life is <laughs> live a real one. Um, I don't actually know offhand. Um, but the best, the best mobster ever is obviously, um, Tom from the Godfather. Uh Uh, that that's just kind of universal. Um, in the game, I haven't really come across a whole lot of various mobsters, uh, except for the main characters. Um, so, yeah, I guess you'll, and most of, and most of them are bad guys. Like mm-hmm. they're they're your antagonists, so it's not really something that it's like, oh hey, this guy totally works for me. For the most part, you're supposed to hate their guts. Okay, I think <laughs> I think it's in a later part of the game. Not it's not spoiling. You yeah, you do start um, like taking over various locations and getting mob people to run rackets and stuff for you. You basically take over the city, mm-hmm. uh, but. So far, I haven't really got into that too much. Like, I'm just getting to the part where all of that opens up. The beginning of the game is actually longer than I thought it would be, setting up the uh, catalyst for everything that you're doing. Um, is that working well in this case or not so well? Yeah, like I said, the the story is very good for that. Okay, good. The acting is great. You have enough time to get into the characters and like certain characters and when things go wrong you do find yourself kind of upset that it's happened mm-hmm. uh even though it it's not like you know you're not spending you know 10 hours with these characters it's only a couple of hours before everything goes wrong but it does give you enough time and there is enough character to these characters that you do feel bad that you know, certain characters are just gone, you know? So. So Mafia, it's, that's an interesting one. I th- I thought I recognized it. Mm-hmm. I think I played the original one in 2002. Yikes. And I remember enjoying that one. I, I can't remember how far I got in the game. I remember there was yeah. a bit where you're driving these really old fashioned uh, racing. Well, then obviously it's period set <laughs> yeah. um, driving these, these racing cars that are like the first oh, racing cars ever. Yeah. That scene that is bit? infamous. That, yeah. That I love that. Infamous. But that, that was great. And I remember feeling playing that game. It was very story driven and mm-hmm. it was quite, um, well, I, th- I don't know about relaxing to play, but it was quite, it was really enjoyable to play. Um, yeah. Very story driven, you know, kind of, Leaning more like L.A. Noir than your than your GTA. Your GTA, it's so right. hard not to just go nuts and just start stealing cars, blowing things up, and just letting off steam, and probably not playing it properly. At least I keep I keep doing that. I keep falling into that. And I didn't realize they released a second one in 2010. That escaped me. I just I just assumed Mafia was just like another one of these one-off game releases. 
Well, so how does how does three compare to one and um and, and what about two? Because I I didn't even know it existed. Um, I didn't play two. I played a little bit of one, and I could not tell you enough about it to really compare it. Uh, I'd say that this game has progressed with story to 2016. So the story is very, I don't want to say modern. It's told in a modern way. It's not going to feel old and clunky. Um, So in that regard, I can tell you that the game is fantastic. Uh, The gameplay is also good. It's just not up to the par of what you'd expect from a lot of, I think, uh, of the bigger open world games, just, just because really you can almost see that that's kind of where the budget stopped. Not, not glaringly. Like this isn't something that you will necessarily notice all the time. It's just, if you look at it, you can kind of see where this game has just a few shortcomings that result from it not being GTA. You know what I mean? Like if you look at GTA or watchdogs or a game like that, they are such huge games with so much money behind them that every little detail is curated. They have plenty of time to test and retest and retest the gameplay elements. So they are really good. The The mechanics actually work really well. It's just not maybe to the level that you would expect only because the nature of open world games is very rarefied. Like you don't have really anything except for triple a open world games like that. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I find it really hard to get into the GTA games. I get them because I feel that I should get them. Yeah. right. But I, I never invest much time in them. They sit there gathering dust a lot of the time because I find they're too open and it's not structured enough for me. Whereas mm. I really enjoy heavy rain, LA noir, pretty sure i enjoyed that original mafia for the time i played it so i'm always looking for those kind of niche kind of storage of type ones I, I presume is it still set in the 1930s number three no no no. it's actually it's set in the late 60s um all right you you play uh lincoln clay who is a black man in the deep south of what is supposed to be new orleans but they decided to make a new place so they could play with it a little bit more uh, he is a Vietnam War vet, like a black ops specialist kind of guy who came back from the war and then a bunch of things went wrong and people he loved died. And now he's trying to get back at the mafia. Whereas the first two, if memory serves, followed, you know, an, an actual mafioso. Uh, these, this one does not. It, you pass through with, you know, you bump into the mafia, whatever, at the beginning. But the game is about you base war, waging war against the mafia in this city. Yeah, in a, in a very in a very very racist city. <laughs> right, it's like it, it. That was probably they. As soon as you start the game, a screen pops up, and it's like the things that happen in this game. Some of they they disgust us. However we decided that we needed to include these things because to not include them would have been an insult to the people that had to deal with this kind of stuff. Mm. And so we put Fair them enough. in the game. 
we hope you're not you're not offended. We we just wanted to be as authentic and respectful to the people that dealt with this kind of racism and still deal with it, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, oh well, that's kind of cool. And you know, I knew some of that stuff was in the game, but within the first couple of minutes, it was just man, <laughs> it was really bad. So right. I, it's kind of fascinating in that regard too. Mm. Um, so what about you, Prince? What have you been up to? Since since you wanted to go last, uh, yeah. So the reason I wanted to go last was because um, I thought this uh, the game I've been playing might be a bit more relevant. Well, not more relevant. Beg your pardon. Uh, it might. Well, no. I suppose it's more relevant compared to what I normally play. Um, so it's more <laughs> relevant um, for our read for our listeners, I should say, <laughs> um, because yeah. it's a PlayStation Plus game for this month, which means um, even. Um, but, well, both at the time of recording and at the time of listening, if they're listening any time uh, relatively close to the recording date, they can go out and download it. So from the list of PlayStation Plus games this week, this uh, month, um, mm-hmm. there are a few uh, larger games from Dust. We uh, um, so Some of us have already played. We discussed it a bit last time. But the one that I hadn't played and the one that yeah. really was a mystery to me is uh, Actual Sunlight. Yeah. So this is one of the Vita games this month. Um, it comes alongside Code Realize, which is a proper visual novel, but Actual Sunlight has been described as a visual novel. I would say perhaps technically it is, but in terms of what it is and what it... Well, I suppose what it is at its core, what it accomplishes, um, yeah. I would say it's not a visual no- novel. It's much more than a visual novel, um, or at least it's a completely... It's a world apart in tone from other visual novels. So is it maybe closer to a um, gone home style thing or? Uh, so in terms of what it feels like, yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's closer to that than to uh, some kind of game where you, you go and you meet uh, a bunch of people and you say hi and you date one of them or whatever, you know? <laughs> Yeah, the uh, Virtue's Last Reward type stuff. Yeah, well, that's a good game. But um, yes, th- yeah, that also is a completely different type of visual right. novel. That's that is a visual novel, right? But yeah, um, so yeah, definitely, the gameplay in Actual Sunlight isn't like Gone Home. Um, but the th- the thing with Gone Home is that the gameplay was just a medium through which to tell the story, and I think that's carried through here as well. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I, I, I played after I played this or while I was playing it. I felt should I take notes? But it's a really short game, so I felt like if I took notes, that would detract from me just absorbing it and seeing what sticks. Um, mm-hmm. So what do either of you know anything about Actual Sunlight besides um, besides what we've said? So this is the one that's about like a day in the life of a guy or something, right? Yes. Something along those lines. Exactly, yeah. That's about all I know about it, though. Okay, so um, it's it's basically a day in the life of in, in spirit. I mean, it's not um, it's not actually a day, but yeah, it's it right. daily life. Um, yeah. So you've got this regular guy. He's just introduced at the start, um, sort of waking up in his bed. And the so, which angle do I describe this from? Um, you've got a very basic appearance um so there's no focus on graphics or 
on exploration really you kind of poke around the room because you can interact with things like a very old adventure game um, mm -hmm. and it, uh, unlike adventure games you don't really combine things you just kind of interact with things to sort of see what the character says about them and um yeah see what's important to him and what things are doing in the room even because you start in his own um house and um as anyone who's sort of uh moved out will say um you you decorate it with the things that are important to you and the thing and each thing tells a story um so for example um the this gentleman is um he he wants to be a writer and he um he bought himself an e-reader because when he went to the book bookshop he found so many books he couldn't carry them all home the books that he wanted <laughs> to read to help him become a writer and to sort of develop a, a great a great sort of knowledge base for his writing and then he's got this e-reader on his bedside table so you'd think he's he's got on the other on the other side he's got an ipad uh, or no sorry a, a tablet a generic tablet and this is right again he must be using these two devices to to just soak up all, all kinds of information but you interact with it and you find out um you find out that's not really the case he's kind of so this is where the sort of the meat of the story comes in um it's 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 dark it's it's really dark and um mm. this is sort of the basis upon which i can't openly recommend this to everyone um so it's you might have heard it's basically a game about depression it opens with a warning that it tackles serious issues like depression and yeah. thoughts of suicide um so on that basis it's absolutely not for the faint of heart um it's not gory but it's the emotional depth of the story is is very unlike other games i've played so it tackles the idea that the main character um contends with depression um i don't want to say too much about um the exact sort of uh events yeah exactly the exact description of the main character's situation but certain characters in the story are not um they're, they're more complex than your usual character and it's hmm. in a, a way that's painted out of almost all fiction and in particular for games so the reason i think this game is exceptional and it's really worth mentioning and worth talking about um is because it's in my eyes it's very different to anything else that i've played and when i try and think yeah. of things that are even close i can think of only a few examples out of many games i've played um that are a bit more ambitious so i think if i'll have to give that a shot yeah if one was looking for a game that tackles ser more serious issues so things in the vein of gone home or in the vein of um well, well that's if i suppose firewatch, what else is there <laughs> kind of it kind of reminds me of firewatch a little bit okay yeah um i think right. um like i haven't played firewatch yet i've been eyeing it up in the current sale <laughs> but um, yeah the uh, basis yeah the basis of of the story though is not entirely dissimilar it's about a um a guy who's trying to make a, a drastic change in his life because of personal events mm. um and you know it's just like he, he's kind of lost and he needs to find himself 
And so he quits his job and takes up this job doing a fire watch at a national park. Cool. Um, and so, I mean, that's really, that's what the game is about is, is his, you start on his first day there and he, it's over the course of, I think a year, Mm -hmm. uh, that the story takes, uh, takes place and you, you know, it's about him and the people that he meets and his daily activities there and what this all means to him. Um, but I mean, it's, it's another one of those things. It's like, go, I can definitely recommend that you play Firewatch, even though I've only played probably a half an hour because the opening moments are very powerful. Yeah. Um, and you can just tell the kind of story that it is. Um, and so it, it sounds like this is in a similar vein, mm. um, perhaps a little bit darker, uh, um, because darker. there is a certain, <laughs> yeah, because there is a certain level of hopefulness in, uh, Firewatch mm. of this person who is taking a proactive step to change his life, even though he has, you know, this past that haunts him, you know? I, I had those words in mind when I was looking earlier in the week when I was thinking I should play something that I can talk about yeah. on the podcast. And I had I saw Firewatch in the sale and I thought, I'll buy it up, I'll play it, and I'll talk about it. But then I thought, as an alternative to that, um, if I play something that's PS Plus, then I can give um, an opinion that's definitely... Uh, I, certainly your opinion almost moved me to buy in the sale. So that was accomplishing yeah. the same goal. But this is accomplishing the same goal with a slightly different um criterion um yeah. in that it's it's actually free for playstation plus players so they well, don't have to think oh do i want to buy it now do i want to buy it later as i am well it sounds like an awesome game so um I suppose, that sounds like a a ringing endorsement with a few asterisks well that's i suppose i should i should wrap it up um but if i'm gonna say so i'm thinking other games i would compare uh heavy rain and papo and yo um, mm-hmm. Papo and Yo is a game that hopefully people have at least heard of, and that yeah. game tackles a serious issue and it tackles it quite with with a sort of heavy. Um, I don't want to say with a heavy hand, but it it tackles it without holding back too much. It it does coats it all in metaphor, so that's uh, yeah. Um, the difference here is it doesn't coat anything in metaphor. It tells you very bluntly, um, and it talks it talks often directly to the player often directly to the character That's... and it sort of talks in a lot of different voices because um, sometimes it's yeah. the character's voice or sometimes it's um, and it t- tackles very, very real issues. So it says things that different people will relate to. And I personally related to more than one of the um, yeah. the issues brought up and it feels like anyone who's had something that's upset them, whether it be love or whether it be, work or whether it be um health like all these different issues are sort of tackled in the game and if you if if you're playing through the game and you're prepared to take a risk with something that perhaps will be upsetting um you might identify with some things and hopefully um towards the end of the game you will feel hopefully you'll feel that you've got a different sense of perspective on it because it's one of the things that in in life sometimes you can't talk about these things but in gaming it's good to see it get more of a voice. Um, yeah. And in cinema, it's getting more of a voice. And, and so I, I think it's a sign that gaming is maturing. Absolutely. That's all. Well, 
Well, I will have to download that now and give that a shot. Not long, you said, right? Was it yes, like 90 it, minutes I, or something? Some people estimate an hour and a half. It didn't take me longer than two. So I would say, yeah, an hour to two hours. Awesome. And do go and poke around because it's it'll help with your experience. Go and touch, look at everything. Um, don't yeah. just follow a trophy guide and go A to B. Awesome. Well, so that's what we've been up to, which is um, perhaps a little bit more relevant as we're getting into the fall. Because really, there's not a whole lot to talk about in the news. Um, some of the highlights would include that Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the remaster, requires Call of Duty Infinite to play. Yeah, Have you heard about this? One, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh, so basically, if you um, buy Call of Duty Infinite Warfare um, to get the uh, remaster, you can't like sell the disc back. You have to keep the disc. If you don't have the disc in the tray, you can't play it. And presumably with a digital download, it doesn't matter because you can't sell it back anyways. Um, but if you do the disc, you can't go and download the remaster, even though it's not on the disc and sell the disc back. You have to keep the disc to play it. Yeah. You can't, I, I always sort of cringe a little bit when people say you can't, sell it back if it's digital but wasn't there a european high court ruling that that sort of said technically you can even though nothing hmm. came of it i'm sure I remember. i've not i've not heard about that uh that might be a topic for another day yeah. uh, i'll have to check into that because that is uh curious but um, yeah generally you can't <laughs> yeah g there's there's currently no method of doing that right now as far as i'm aware uh, even though Microsoft was looking into perhaps doing something like that with a survey. Oh, good times. <laughs> so do you have thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, personally, I don't think that it's a huge deal. Some people were thinking that it was a good way to get the remaster without keeping the game that they kind of don't want. Yeah. But at the same time, if if you're buying this as a package deal, it's like – you know, if I went to the store and bought a, a suit and I was like, but really, I just wanted the jacket, not the pants. And then you try to return the pants. Right. It doesn't really work. You're you're either, you know, returning or, or selling back only half of the product. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, especially since this is, um, is, is it not true that you can only get this by buying a premium version of Infinite Warfare, which means that premium is less than the cost of the base game is is that right i can't remember i i thought there was some like special version or something uh but i can't remember which uh like a legacy edition or something like that mm -hmm. and that costs more i mean that costs more than the base game but it doesn't cost double right right yeah i mean true um in kind of why i was using the suit analogy is that in returning part of it, what you are returning is inherently incomplete. Yeah. And if you were returning so the um, well say you got you bought two trousers just to make it simpler, um, and you tried to return one trouser and get more than half your money back, that yeah. wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. So I mean maybe the analogy isn't great, but to me, I mean, I think I kind of expected something like this. Yeah. I didn't really expect anything different then again i am a, a a digital person i 
had the option of getting gears like 20% off on disc. And I chose not to, because I was like, I am not going and changing that disc or anything. I'm just, I'm downloading it so I can play it wherever the hell I want. So to me, it wouldn't have made a difference anyways. So I don't know if maybe that's why this doesn't really phase me, but. I feel like a lot of the backlash comes from the people who wanted to, who, who sort of depended on that difference because for everyone to whom it makes no difference, mm-hmm. like what backlash, <laughs> but yeah. to everyone who wanted to get rid of the game that they paid for, then they're sort of, uh, no, I, I, I'm reluctant to potentially insult our listeners, but I feel like this is like you said, the bundle, this is, you can't return part of the bundle and, um, right. That's kind of the reality of it. Mm. Um, so, did you have thoughts, Ace? Um, that's interesting, I guess. Um, I guess it's it, it's still sort of like the, the pre-order and, and add-ons, isn't it, to entice yeah. purchasing. Um, I mean, there's, to be honest, Call of Duty kind of lost me a little while ago. Yeah, <laughs> just there's just so many of them, you know. Back, um, I enjoyed it. Modern Warfare One and Two, I think, where I sort of hopped off the COD train. Um, there's so many that they ran out of numbers; they had to call it Infinity. Yeah, yeah, right. Now, do you think that is that going to be really Infinity, or is that going to be like Disney's Infinity class of one. Infinity, <laughs> like three years? Um, yeah. <clears throat> it's good in a way, I think, because. I mean, I'm still hoping that they do something like that with PlayStation now. <laughs> but uh, yeah. let, don't get me started on that again. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's something in a way, isn't it? I mean, like you say, that, that kind of tying it together when it's supposed to be either like a addition mm-hmm. or, and like you said, there's probably a lot of people that aren't really fussed. They just want the game and they'd rather have some other sort of DLC or or um, sort of part right. of the game that was probably going to get chopped off and, and moved off later on to DLC as they do. Mm. Um, so in that respect it seems a bit of a cheek. I, I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to be very passionate about it um, in yeah. both ways and then there's probably a lot of people that are just sort of yeah, like me where it's sort of eh, just seems it's another another right new take on the same sort of thing again isn't it yeah and i I think you have to figure it might take a year but eventually the modern warfare remaster is probably going to be released released separately because that alone is not a good enough reason for me to buy infinite warfare so you know right now this will get some people to buy infinite warfare that weren't going to buy it and they'd be foolish to not flip that on its head later so that they can yeah. get the people that just wanted the modern warfare remaster that's that's money you know they would be leaving money on the table essentially how good a remaster is it are they just is it just a port or have they improved just, uh, it is the trophies just thinking that. um i've i heard that it, it's a very good remaster actually exceptionally from good. what i heard yeah it is actually a pretty awesome remaster they've oh, okay. um they didn't just like do the the textures over again um i think they redid some of the animating the uh the technical aspects uh lighting and things like that 
have been uh, redone in modern engines or something. So it seems like it's actually a pretty awesome remaster. And if you could get something like that, even if it was like uh, twenty, thirty dollars, it's probably a pretty good value. Yeah, that would be. Uh... But I'm 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 obviously not sure because I haven't played it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it doesn't uh, come out at thirty dollars down the line for a game that's yeah almost a decade old. At Ten that years point. old. <laughs> Two two thousand. Was that two thousand four? No, couldn't have been. Was it two thousand? Feels like eight, but I don't know. It was probably six. Probably yeah, <laughs> that, that's okay. I'll, I'll look it up later. Um, in other news, uh, For Honor has dropped split screen. Uh, I didn't know that it was coming with split screen. So uh, again, I wasn't particularly upset with this, but I could see where a lot of people would be. Well, I've seen the dual mode, the one-on-one dual, and that looked really good. I don't know. I actually didn't know it had split screen before now, but based on the quality of the one versus one combat, I would say that would have been an interesting mode. Yeah, it does. So I think part of the problem is that the concept of for honor seems fine, but it just, for some reason is not connecting with me. Mm -hmm. I see it and I keep going, Oh, that's neat. Uh, whatever. Cause it seems like a, you know, the hero shooter thing is a big thing right now. And it seems like a melee version of a hero shooter, sort of. But it just doesn't seem nearly as interesting by comparison. It's Well, I mm. think I see what you're saying. Um, we've got that genre now, which is um, tackling the same kind of gameplay. But, well, the same kind of audience, I guess. But the gameplay is based on... A slightly more tactical well not tactical but um, i suppose more careful approach to your fighting mm-hmm. in that especially when you come against one of the serious enemies um, yeah you know how there are the the sort of oh, i hate to use a moba term i'm trying to avoid using a MOBA it term. is but it is it's a Trash like a hero character and, uh, yeah yeah uh, named enemies and no i don't want to say things like that but you've got the the stuff you plow through and then you've got the ones where you have to stand firm and basically duel against this guy even though it's an npc um yeah the way that works is of um i don't know if you've seen but you basically have to have your block in a certain direction and you have to have your attack in a certain direction and that's how you you sort of read your right. opponents and you it's a bit of a back and forth and then it becomes like the kind of back and forth duels that you very rarely get in games because it's normally just hack out a combo and someone dies um yeah which should be interesting as a fan of oh my god was it uh jedi academy 2 outcast okay. back in the day man that was some good dueling stuff right there well made uh, that good uh it's it's kind of unrelated but like in the multiplayer mode there just it kind of sprung up that so everybody was you know a jedi or sith of some kind yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but the community just developed this sort of shorthand for dueling. And so if you, you know, you could run into a room and somebody run in the other end and you'd see each other. And then if you knelt down and bowed your head, Ah. that meant you wanted to duel. And so it was like, so, you know, if the person, you know, reciprocated, then you would duel and it was considered bad form to interrupt people that were dueling, you know? So, no yeah. other gamer community would do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, you know, just that very concept was awesome. Um, so 
if it's if it's anything like that, granted, it's not going to be with freaking lightsabers and double jumps and force lightning. Yeah. But even if to some degree it has that, that'd be pretty cool. But perhaps a little bit more on topic, I could see where people would be upset about the lack of split screen, especially after the whole Halo debacle, which to oh, me it seems sad. like – yeah, it, and it maybe this is just by the nature of Gears. Gears is fundamentally more of a co-op game. But it does seem that Microsoft did kind of learn from that too. Yeah. Um, and so Gears of War has split screen. Um, so but, so this Gears 4 is, but now it's two player co op, even. Yeah, they dropped online. the four it player co op. True. And yeah, I mean, I can understand where there'd be, you know, certain limits and technical hurdles. And mm. uh, especially, especially for that, you have these technical hurdles and how many people actually do four player co op. But then again, how many people actually do two-player split-screen co-op? You know, so it's like yeah, dangerous questions. I would say d- diminish. <laughs> it's a diminishing returns type thing, obviously. But where do you draw that line? So, uh, in this regard, I can see where people are upset. It, it's a difficult balance, isn't there? Because there are times when you want to get your mates around, you want to have that close fun, you want those right. sort of maybe not parties a bad word to describe it. I get thoughts of mario but um you, you you want that kind of bit of couch um uh fun you know with, yes. with a group but yeah. then you know you you can't always have that you can't always have your mates around all the time you you know they may not be into the same games and things as you you know you you want to be able to still have that kind of camaraderie and shared experience you want to do it online with um people because there's there's so many communities <coughs> truetrophies.com uh, yep. where you can meet some fantastic uh, people and and find the same games you're into um even you know the uh, vendors themselves sony are, are putting in things now into the games communities events yep. there's lots of, of ways now of sort of meeting up with people and um wanting to sort of share those experiences so you you want games where you can have that um there, there was a push a while back, wasn't there, for these really massive multiplayer experiences where we're talking huge yeah. amount of people on the battlefield kind of thing. But then I personally thought that was too extreme, the One Direction, mm-hmm. because then, you know, you were just not a small cog and massive thing going on and you just yes. died and Sony. respawned and you didn't really matter, didn't you, you know? Right. It's, I mean, Sony, Sony has never tried to uh, do MAG again. Right. Oh, that was, so yeah. that's what I was trying to think of. I mean, the only what the about only game Battlefield that really, Star Wars. Right. I was about to say the only thing that really comes to mind that has succeeded on that kind of scale was something was was Battlefield, and uh, by extension, I guess Battlefront, which is almost the same game except with the Star Wars. But um, that's really the only one that I've I remember succeeding in any significant way. And if I remember correctly, Battlefield did almost kind of die for a little while there. Yeah. After after they did uh, Battlefield Two, before Battlefield Three, they tried some stuff, but it just didn't really work out very well. Um. So yeah, I mean, there is a certain level of there's. I was playing uh, Overcooked. It's one of my favorite games of the year. Hey. Was Overcooked? Even and granted, that's a co-op game, but you know there is something nice about just sitting down and you know playing and and especially with a game like this. I feel like with the kind of dueling thing, I think I think it would be kind of an awesome thing at a party. You know, you have a bunch of people sitting around having a couple of drinks and trash talking about, you know, 
<laughs> the last duel or whatever. Yeah. You know, you the place a... placing glory bets over drinks, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can have but a tournament. It... Yes. Yeah. It's nice to have a group of units. It's nice to be in a squad. I can understand the technical limits that force developers to keep it down to like a, only a co-op. But when there's only two of you, there's only one of you that's going to mess up, basically, isn't it? And the other one's got to cover for them. And you, <clears throat> that doesn't always feel so good. If there's three or four or five of you, you know, in like the horde modes and things like that, in that's yeah. now synonymous mode in so many um, games yeah. now, at least if one of you's having an off day or an off match or an off few minutes, the rest yeah. of the guys can put some sort of cover and it's not so obvious Whereas if it's only two of you, you screw up. You, you, yeah, you're gonna feel it, aren't you? Um, yeah. So I, I, that's why I kind of enjoyed the the Gears Three and the Halo Four. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, the bit I enjoyed, especially when you, you know, you're, you know, you're not sort of all set and ready to go and to take on anything that throws at you. You just want to play and get a bit of progression and, and just have a bit of fun. You. Yeah. yeah, maybe you're not feeling too well. Maybe you've had a long day. You know, you you're not operating at, at your peak. You know, which is another another thing with a lot of these games. They expect you to be able to do so much and so well. But it's nice to have some of these story-driven games. You know, like the Heavy Rains and the other ones, where it's a bit more take your time. You know, and just sort of go through an interesting story. Um, yeah. That uh, say take yep. your time and relax when I'm thinking of Heavy Rain. Like, did you play the same heavy rain I played? Yeah. <laughs> no relax. Like, you, after a while, you really don't relax in that game. Sitting there with the painkillers and the, yeah. And so so basically, that, yeah. You know what I mean? We, it's not a Twitch yeah. shooter kind of one, yeah. 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 So I think we can sum it up. Stop taking away our split screen. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, but, well, no, I think that's just it. Stop taking away our split screen. <laughs> and, well, and if you've and, given us three, four player online co-op don't take it away exactly i feel like <laughs> yeah, that could be don't, a whole topic in it don't promise don't promise us that something is a key feature and then take it away mm-hmm. um so uh production has been confirmed for a new beyond good and evil uh, which is kind of neat <laughs> oh, yeah. i thought i read that wrong i thought that was beyond two souls so nope <laughs> No, this is way more exciting. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether to um, agree or disagree. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it's God. It's been a wall for near a decade, I think. Well, it's right? been on. I mean, it's been pretending to be real for far too long. For a while, yeah. <laughs> That's why it's just uh, grown when they say, "Oh, it's confirmed." Like. For goodness sake, you you should have done this like five years ago. So what are you celebrating now? Yeah, <laughs> it feels like yeah. I definitely have to agree, especially self glorifying some something that's really bad news, basically. Yeah, you should be especially now and saying it's releasing next month. That's what you should be doing. Especially with uh, the Last Guardian, you know, it's like maybe it will eventually come, but. You know, we've heard this song and dance before. Oh, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Eventually, it's coming. Yeah. It, it's okay. Like but Street we'll see you in another 10 years, you or, know. Or um, what was it? Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. They say they do an amazing um, teaser. Progress. Everyone's like, yeah. yes, I'm going to buy a PS3 for this. Let's play it in three years. Then, what, eight years later, they say, oh, we'll start making it. Like, next week, we'll start making it. Well, you know, we'll get around yeah. to it. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> what are uh, you doing? Yeah. But, so, wh- how would you describe this one? Because the way I heard this was it's by the same um, uh, group that did Rayman, which never drawn me oh. into. I was more of a banjo and uh, no, uh, more of a Crash Bandicoot and that kind of one rather than Rayman kind of games. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I th- what wasn't the original a total commercial failure? Uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I it wasn't. So. It, it wasn't was it a game critically. Cube, that's why. Was it? Yeah, I think that was uh, why it was. It yeah, it was critically like very successful, yeah. but it didn't sell very well. Um, and I don't know who's working on it, but I can't imagine that it's going to be a platformer. Um, it's a little more um, Zelda-like, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I, I can't imagine that it's going to be a platformer, even if it's the uh, Raymond people working on it. I don't think the original designer is working on it, though, right? Because I, I keep hearing that, you know, because... Michelle and Sal is working on something else. He's working on what was that game with the shaman and the snake lady or whatever, right? That's him. Uh, what? Am I wrong? I don't, <laughs> you don't I remember know. that? It wasn't That's too vague a description. It wasn't <laughs> this year. It was, it was last year. It was the uh, the shaman, and you could turn it. You, you could control the bear and go and kill the people, and then you go and pray, and this giant snake lady comes out of the lake or whatever. I, for the life of me, cannot remember the name of this. <laughs> this this was like a year and a half ago at E3. And okay. it just, it's, um, I think I missed they, it. they announced, uh, they were talking about Far Cry Primal at the same time. So, okay. um, anyways, so he's working on a different game. <laughs> not, not this, as far as I'm aware. He may, he may participate. I don't know. Cause he was, he was certainly, and this is kind of, the oddly interesting thing is he kind of took part in all of this. He was sort of releasing sort of fan art. Uh, but, you know, it was yeah. kind of interesting that he released a few pieces of fan art and one of them was very suggestive. And then they came out and actually confirmed it, even though as far as we're aware, he's not actually working on it. Who knows? Um, Rampa one and two reload coming to PS4. So the uh, previously handheld exclusive series is coming to console. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't played it, but I've heard it's good. Yeah, uh, it's a very odd series. Also, there's a black and white bear that's like tyrannical. and. <laughs> um... Oh, yeah, there's a little bit. It's so it's sort of a um, really bizarre Japanese style high school uh murder mystery yeah thing. Murder, exactly murder mystery and high school should never be in the same sentence right so there you go <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah Unless gravity rush for. well yes <laughs> gravity rush 2 has been delayed it's coming out uh january i believe of next year now and the DLC, they because they felt so bad, they are now releasing a paid DLC for free when it's wasn't, done. Wasn't it due for like December anyway? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was originally set for December, and then Last Guardian basically landed right on top of it. And this is just my thinking because they they said 
if I'm not mistaken, they didn't even say that it was for polish. They just felt that it would do better in January. Yes. <laughs> so, so to me, that sounds like they're just kind of saying, wow, way too crap on our day. We're going to move out of the way now. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's coming uh, out in June. In. That's fair enough. It would be nice if they did take a, a little bit longer to maybe polish something or tweak something. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure they will. Um, they'll take more time. They'll polish, bug fix. They'll do some work on the DLC. If I were them, I would have done pretty much the exact same thing. It, you know, they really going to give DLC away for free. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they didn't say very specifically what it was. They just said it was going to be some kind of paid DLC right. that they had planned. I would not assume it's going to May... be an expensive one. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't know that it, you know, maybe, so they're offering free DLC, which is a little unusual to begin with. So, I mean, usually you don't get an apology if like that when something is delayed. I know, so right? maybe, I mean, maybe I shouldn't assume the worst that it's going to be some cheap DLC that they're offering for free as an apology. Maybe it is actually substantive. Uh, but yeah, I think that's usually a safer bet is that it's not going to be particularly expensive whatever it was i don't know maybe it's my age here but do you remember when games like the next zelda game or the next um mm-hmm. uh, some major release was going to be like delayed by six months or, or metal gear or something was was a couple of months late and you know you just had to put up with it <laughs> yeah, yeah. what well- you know, and it's funny because, like, very often you get a release date now and then they delay it. And usually it, that that's not even that far away. It's like, hey, so it's going to come out in six months. The next week it's like, oh, by the way, we're delaying it. Back in the day, it used to be, you know, you'd hear some tangential news. Oh, hey, there's a Zelda game coming out. And then six months later, they'd be like, oh, by the way, it's been delayed six months. And you're like, we don't even know when it was coming out in the first place, you know? <laughs> But they, they'd make a note of asking about it and they'd be like, oh, we we bumped into some stuff. It's going to be delayed like six months. And that's that's all you got because you weren't like inundated with news. Mm. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, speaking of release dates, uh, has possibly been outed for its release date uh, by Dark Horse Comics. They are supposed to be releasing a comic to coincide with the release of Mass Effect Andromeda. And they've said that it's coming out March 21st. So that that pretty much says that it's coming out right around that time. So March 21st, which is probably a Tuesday, but I didn't actually check. Uh March 21st is indeed a Tuesday. Okay. And then and then I think uh one retailer had a European release date of the 23rd, which usually so that would be a Thursday. Mm-hmm. But uh right, I mean, it's not uncommon for it to be 3 days apart. Usually it's like Tuesday for us and Friday for Europe or what have you, or Friday for you guys, and then we'd get it the following Tuesday. But well, I wouldn't worry too much about the specific date. I suppose. Yeah, for it to come, it out is nice. To- then um, I think they said that it was at latest then, so it's up to March. So yeah, it's kind of bad news, but it's not really bad news. <laughs> no, and that's. Probably more than likely, I'm not 100% sure, the uh, end of the fiscal year for EA. So I'm sure they want to get it out by the end of their fiscal year so they can bring in some bucks, settle their budgets and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Skyrim Special Edition and Fallout 4 will actually be getting mod support after we were talking about how Bethesda had thrown Sony under the bus. That's no longer the case. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just, so what happened then? So, uh, okay. So this is just my guess. Um, so first of all, the details are that Skyrim Special Edition will be getting um, mod support first when it comes out, I guess. Um, the Your saves from the original Skyrim won't carry over. Fallout 4 will then be getting mod support at a later date. Mm-hmm. But we also heard, we already heard that and we still haven't seen the Fallout 4 mods. So we'll, we'll believe it when it happens. Um, so, yep. Well, the key caveat with the PS4 implementation of mods, it's sort of like, mm-hmm. um, like a passing note in some of the coverage, but it's really the, the headline, I would say. Is that yeah. they're not getting mod support as we want it? It's not that Sony have suddenly gone. Oh no! Look at the bad publicity we've got. We better work it out with these guys. We better go begging on our knees to them. It doesn't mm. seem read that way at all. It's it's allowed mod support with the internal assets of the game. So the users can't add external assets, so they really are maintaining oh. what they said in the first place, and that they're sort of you can't have full access. See, I didn't catch that. I partially there then. Whereas on the other formats, you can add your own external. Yeah, you can put then. John Cena memes in and everything. So, yeah. Um, and there... I thought you were going to say something like, "We've added mod support, but it requires the PlayStation Pro or something like that." Well, there are pro features for both of these games as well. Uh, the Fallout Four is going to get additional features, uh, lighting effects, and things like that are going to be improved. The Skyrim Special Edition is apparently going to run in native 4K, which I was under the impression that it was That's not actually capable of rendering native 4K. But whatever, if they say native 4K, I trust Bethesda on that Maybe one. Maybe it's um, pro um, headline 4K rather than um, – so, I mean, there are different types of 4K in the world we live right. in. Right. Like there's it could the one be... that's the most crude upscale. There's the one that's the pro magic upscale, and there's the one that's true 4K, and I think probably the middle one. Yeah, it's it's native pro 4K. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, that's just my guessing, my speculation, but I mean, it might be it might actually be possible of rendering 4K, and it, we just didn't know that because newer games, with all their you know shiny hotness, might not be able to do both that and the 4K. Whereas since Skyrim's a little bit older. It could just be that they have enough horsepower to actually do the 4K. True. Uh, because theoretically, it's capable of outputting actual native 4K. It was just that the games themselves and the presumably the internet feed for streaming wouldn't be capable of delivering that. Mm-hmm. So basically after Bethesda <coughs> threw, threw Sony under the bus, and Sony's probably noticing that they're... Um... Uh, making quite a few wrong steps lately. They mm-hmm. sort of um, had a meeting with them and said, right, let's work out a compromise there. <laughs> and this is yeah. it. Well, so, and this is just my thinking, is I bet you that uh, Bethesda probably bargained for it. It was probably a, you know, Sony went to Bethesda and was like, hey, we want these features for Pro. And Bethesda was like, okay, we want to do mod support. You want Pro features. And I think that's probably how they came to terms. <laughs> I see. You yeah, know, each, each one got the thing they wanted. Pro features. 
Right. You, you negotiate and you figure out something that's beneficial for both. You scratch my back, you scratch yours. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so I think perhaps we may skip the topic of the week then, because we're running a little bit long at this point, and there are a lot of games coming out this week. <laughs> Sound good? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So I am going to run through this fairly quickly. You guys feel free to stop me if there's something you want to talk about, but there are a crap ton of games coming out this week. A lot of these will be coming out on uh, Thursday with the VR. Um, but just because something's coming out on VR doesn't mean that it's coming out that day. It might be coming out earlier than that. And then there are games that are not VR games that are coming out on Thursday anyways, mm -hmm. which is also strange. I'm not going to list all of the dates because that's a little laborious. But, oh, okay. So, PSVR, digital and retail, you've got... Batman Arkham VR, Battlezone, Drive Club VR, Eve Valkyrie, Loading Human Chapter 1, PlayStation VR Worlds, Riggs Mechanized Combat League, Until Dawn Rush of Blood. Any of those catch your eye? Pretty much all of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is, this is like a good list. Yeah, this, this is a pretty solid one. I mean, this is the digital and retail, so these are going to be the higher profile games anyways. Um, mm. I am interested in playing Riggs until Dawn hasn't been reviewing particularly well. Um, and Eve Valkyrie is a big question mark because we haven't heard anything about it in quite a while. Um, Battle zone for me. Well, even with yeah. some, reminds even me some of, of these uh, assault rigs, assaults at this just... point, um, it's still worth keeping an eye on them to see if what is good about them appeals yeah. to you. Because VR at this uh, point, anyone buying VR, even on the more expensive platforms, is buying it faults and all. So you're taking it for what you can get, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we we probably are thinking of VR as a very static thing, but there could even be DLC for some of these. I, I Like some of the larger ones, especially like rigs or whatever, I could see DLC coming. So bug fixes, stuff like that. It's It's 2016. It's the Internet age. So even if these don't necessarily work great at launch, there may be, you know, fixes and whatnot. Um. For PSVR Digital, we have Ace Banana, The Assembly, Gunjack, Harmonix Music VR, Hatsune Miku VR Future Live, Headmaster, Here They Lie, Job Simulator, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Super Hypercube, Super Stardust Ultra VR, Tumble VR, Waddle Home, and Wayward Sky. I would say um, the three I would highlight. Headmaster is the game about... Um heading the ball in football um keep talking and yes. explodes i think that's the game about the bomb and i think it's primarily a cooperative game looks like a blast if you can play that yes it, it's a it's a two different screen game so um i think the person wearing the vr headset um has a view of the actual bomb yeah and the other person has instructions for a variety of bombs and so the person with the headset has to describe the various features of the bomb so the other person can find the correct bomb in their manual, and then they have to convey back how to defuse the bomb. Yeah, that looks like an absolute play. So assuming that yeah. works well, assuming it's a good port on PSVR, I would highly recommend correct. that for anyone who's looking for a game they can play with someone on PSVR because mm -hmm. otherwise it's a primarily single-player experience. So I figured Headmaster was like a... 
a Japanese school simulator <laughs> kind of game. Yeah, that's why I thought I should clarify <laughs> what it is because yeah. you'd, you'd never guess it. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose is is Headmaster one of the ones in Job Simulator or is it more? I think it's just a standalone. Well, yeah, yeah. but it does seem like it is a very small subset. I can't imagine that it's going to be that complex of a game. Yeah. Um, the the most complex thing I think is that occasionally, well, they start throwing stuff at you that are not balls, and so you need to like avoid getting hit in the head with a toaster. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, but I think that's about it. I I think otherwise you're for the most part just trying to head the ball into the net. But it's all about the motion um, the perspective. So what combined, so it's it's good in that sense. So what about job simulator? How many jobs has that got? I mean, every job on earth conceivable. Oh, I didn't or... notice that on the list. That is a an ace game. Keep an eye on that. <laughs> yeah, from everything I've heard, that's like one of the top games to get, just because it's a very wonky kind of funny game. Yeah. So. Right. Um, and then Super Hypercube is also supposed to be pretty fantastic. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I obviously haven't played it yet, and hopefully Thursday, if I with any luck, I might be able to track down a headset. Hopefully, uh, but. No luck, but that that's one of the games on my list if I can get a hold of a, a VR headset. Cool. And Tumble VR is the other one I was going to mention. That apparently, it's perfectly suited for VR. But I'm mentioning too many. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's the one where you block stacking. Um, there was a PSG oh. version, but apparently it's even better on VR because you can lean in, you can look around, and you can. It just feels like a perfect uh, implementation. Yeah. Apparently. All right. So you've got, to, you've got to explain what that one is, though. Keep talking and nobody explodes. Yeah, that's the bomb yeah. game, remember? That's the bomb one. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So for PS4 digital and retail, uh, you have Metal Gear Solid Five: The Definitive Edition. Uh, sorry, Experience, okay. uh, which, if I'm not mistaken, also includes Ground Zeroes. Okay. And but not the, the DLC. Last chapter. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. The missing last chapter. <laughs> right. Um, you also have, uh, Reyes rise of the tomb Raider, 20, 20 year celebration, which is a sort of compilation game. And it's got the extra VR DLC stuff in there. Um, and then you've got WWE 2k 17, which is also coming out on PS3. It's the lone PS3 game coming out. Um, yeah, I know. Right. That was my first reaction. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Really desperate. (laughs) Yep. M- well, MGS5. Do we know are those um is that just the just a bundle or is it like a re-release and like a whole new combined new trophy, trophy set? Oh, I don't know. Um, I haven't looked. Is it? I don't that, know. That's your mission. You'll have to look that up. <laughs> we can put it in the um the notes. Yeah. Um for PS4 digital, any of the ones that are VR have additional VR features, but are obviously VR is not required. Uh, you have 100 foot robot golf. Oh yeah. Castle invasion thrown out, which is also coming out on Vita dragon quest builders, which is also coming out on Vita Duke Nukem 3d 20th anniversary world tour mantis burn racing manual Samuel res infinite, which is a VR game, uh, solitaire, um, which, Oh my God, why are we playing solitaire right now? Uh, <laughs> Thumper VR, uh, World War Tunes, Yesterday Origins. Oh, uh, World War Tunes is also a VR. Oh, yeah, Compatible. I remember seeing some early video for that. Mm-hmm. So um, 100-foot robot golf, is that 
as it says on the tin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it basically it's hundred foot robots playing golf and like knock, <laughs> knocking <laughs> over. Content. Yeah. It's like knocking over buildings and stuff while they play. Uh, yeah. Oh, it, I, it I could just imagine some Japanese cartoon anime, you know, Neo Genesis Evangelon kind of thing is massive robots, super yeah. powered up. And then they just pull out a, a giant bag of, of golf clubs and just pull one out and just start and put a tee down and just knock a ball off it just sounds absurd yeah (laughs) if they're not strapped Um, to their back i'm disappointed you know like a sword like cloud sword yep uh it is a kind of a crazy game but i i haven't heard anything from it about it it might not be a good since since i think it was uh e3 last year Mm. so uh, Thumper is supposed to be really good. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, compared to people have been comparing it to like Amplitude. Oh, okay, uh, it's very like track based game. But I would recommend that you take a second and check it out. Um, it's a very intense rhythm game, very fast, kind of crazy. Um, the inputs are fairly simple. If I remember, it's just an analog stick and the X button. But it's like supposed to be super intense. Oh, I'm not good at those ones. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I can't. Resident so, solitaire. Well. Is that like a VR solitaire or just a box standard? No, ordinary? that's just solitaire. Just uh, ordinary solitaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, pick up your so we've got VR coming out this this week. Yeah. Right. And it's, they're just releasing a game called Solitaire. Yeah, I don't really get that one. Um, uh, Resident Infinite yeah. supposed to be pretty good. And then uh, I did sit down and play dragon quest builders the demo mm-hmm. um which seemed fine it seems like it could be game. a fun game yeah i just haven't really i obviously am playing way too much as it is so i haven't had a chance to get that and sit down and actually play it so i it's like minecraft so i'd say anyone that's looking for something like minecraft but not just minecraft uh check it out yeah yeah, it's got a little bit more fun and charm to it, I think. Oh, than that. someone described it as Minecraft with a story. So there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> which which must be better than Minecraft story mode. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's not that. Yeah. PS4 retail, we have the Origami Collector, Collector's Edition. Uh, so presumably that is releasing this week uh, as opposed to the digital release of Origami that came out last week. Uh, Payday 2, the big score. And Tropical 5 Complete Collection, which I think is another one of the things that it was digital last week and retail this week. I don't know what this uh, Payday 2 releases, but I, at this point, I don't want to know. I'm so sick of that game. Yeah, I, I think my guess was that it was some kind of compilation or something, okay. but I'm not really sure. Um, for PS Vita Digital and Retail, we have Criminal Girls 2 Party Favors. Uh, and then for PS Vita Digital, there is Valkyrie Drive Bikuni. Okay. Yes, it's Bikuni. I'm not just... Bikini. <laughs> no, it is not Bikini. Bikuni. Bikuni. Valkyrie Drive. Yeah, right. I, I swear, I think they're just putting all of these common words into like a generator and just spitting them out in any order <laughs> and making a game out of them. Yeah, right. you got to have your... Very descriptive title, and then your entirely inappropriate pun. (laughs) Um, So that's the list of things coming out this week, which, again, is huge. That's, what, like 40 games, 50 games? That was an an incredible week for releases. Oh, yeah. Lots of stuff. If you want to play something, 
there's probably something coming out this week for you to play. If not, PS Plus has you covered. So we've got Resident Evil HD Remaster uh, and Transformers Devastation for PS4. PS3 is From Dust and Mad Riders. And then for Vita, it's Code Realize Guardian of Rebirth. And then the previously mentioned Actual Sunlight, which apparently you should all go out and play, provided oh. <laughs> um, you're not concerned about triggers. <laughs> uh, well, that's yeah, uh, one way of putting it. So I think that's about it for us. Anything you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, no, I, no, I've said already so much, uh, too much about that game. <laughs> I've, you're sort of, if anything, you're sort of um, making me feel like I want to say more. But no, I shouldn't. Uh, no, no, yeah, keep, keep it together. It's it's only like We're a good. ninety minute, two hour game. We can't give away too much. <laughs> it's it's worth playing um, if you want to play something different. I'll say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to be it for this week. Uh, obviously you can follow us on true trophies. You can follow me at underscore brand foo. Uh, you can follow Prince, check out, um, what he's doing. Uh, and then you, were you going to be doing some Twitch streaming or something? Or am I getting you mixed up with Ace? Uh, I think, or, or, or Brad confused me with some other guy as a, Oh no, uh, it's happening. Justin Timberlake would say, ah, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what about you, Ace? Anything you want to plug? Uh, no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> okay. Um, hopefully, with any luck, we'll have a Halloween video coming out by the end of the month. Uh, that should be fun. Um, and I think that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, have fun, and we'll see you soon. See you around. See ya. If you're looking for help for a trophy and you're looking for a group to do it with, if you want to set up a game session or what have you, and you want to let people know, make sure you send us a message uh, and I can maybe work it into the show, call it out so that way we can find extra people for you to play with. And uh, the next one is kind of an oddball. It's going to be a little bit out of left field. But today when we're recording, probably not when you're listening, is National Coming Out Day. Um, And I know that there are a lot of people that play games as escapism and people that won't judge you for being different, only for being a hero. So uh, I just wanted to uh, wish well to anybody that was coming out today. Um, And if you happen to be in a place, because these do still exist, where it is maybe not safe for you to come out, if you want to say, hey, and shoot me a message, just so somebody knows... Uh, I'm totally game for that.